welcome to tonight's episode of the Group Therapy Podcast. Tonight we have horror host Jim Childs from uh, out in Sin City. Is it am I correct? Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, tell us about yourself, Jim. Okay, so um, what I do is I host horror movies, uh, also sci-fi, fantasy, and I I host the Sickle Psychotics Super Shock Show, and along with other creepy characters. And we, what we do is insert a lot of um, comedy skits in between where the commercial breaks come on. Um, and that's pretty much the gist of it. Um, <laughs> it's pretty much what you do with your Saturday morning cartoon shows as uh, Captain Cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, not at all planned. It's just that's what they've named me. And that's why I guess I'm going that's with an, that's an awesome title. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was funny because um, this all started, my whole show started because of um, um, our local horror host was a guy named Dr. Creep. Um, Dr. Creep, um, I ended up meeting him because his producer was working at the TV station where I was doing this show essentially as a uh, um, you know public access show, and I got to meet one of my heroes. And then you know he I so I started meeting this other group of people, and now they do. I've met all these all, all these horror hosts from locally, and they're all like, "Man, do it, man! If you want to do it, do a show." And I'm like, "Ah, I don't know. There's so many better better people than I am out there." So. And they're like, run with what you know. And I'm like, well, I really know cartoons. And I was like, but how do you know what you can air and what you can't air? He goes, the only thing they can do is tell you to take it down. So I'm like, <laughs> I was like, okay. So, and it's funny. That's what people ask. They're like, how do you get away with showing these cartoons? I'm like, they've never asked me to take them down. I don't make any money off of them, but they've never asked me to take them down. Um, I've done 50 three episodes and three times have been asked to take a cartoon down and that's just they wouldn't they wouldn't even let it air they just like okay you, you can't do this one so i'd trim it put it back up and it'd be fine so but uh hey but uh, i i i was gonna like i said was gonna do a horror hosting but like i said there's a lot of them a lot of good ones out there and i even came up with my name and the whole whole my whole my whole gimmick and then I kind of just got put on the side, and then now Captain Cartoon is out. So it's like, what was your, your angle, your host angle going to be? I was going to be Dr. Edgar Shelley Lovecraft, PhD, not MD. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I was going to wear the glasses and, like, the tweed jackets and stuff like that. Have all these like because I have I have all these old like books floating around my my lair down here, and so I was always going to have all these old books and and I got books on like witchcraft, but just everywhere, so it looked like it, <laughs> and that was going to be the whole gimmick was that because uh, everybody was a doctor, it's 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 always the you know, a lot of doctors, a lot of barons. Yeah, I talked <laughs> to Doctor Dread, I talked to Doctor, and I'm like, man, I was like, I don't want to be that, but. I kind of like the whole concept of, of not PH, not MD, PhD. So, <laughs> but, but yeah, that's, that's how this all started. What? You have a good thing going with, with your, uh, with your Saturday morning cartoons. I was looking at the numbers 
man, you get, you've got a lot of uh, watchers. And like you said, you've done 50 and to get those many numbers so quickly, my God. So whatever you're doing and, you know, keep it up because it, it, you're, you're reaching people. Yeah, it, it, it was funny because uh, um, the other day I said, you know, hey, shout out where you're at. And I got like New Zealand and I got Norway. And I'm like, why are you wow. watching me host cartoons? <laughs> I'm like, but they're like, I had a guy and I, I felt weird, but he wrote me this like kind of heartfelt uh, message the other day. And it was, you know, I want to thank you for giving my grandchildren something that I had as a child. And I'm like, he goes, you don't understand how much I appreciate this. And I'm like, I just wanted to bring back something that I missed. And <laughs> to know that I'm like touch, you know, like reaching out to people and I'm like, that's cool. I feel cool, but I feel weird too. <laughs> so, but yeah. I, I think one of the appeals from watching your show was um, you're just us, you're, you're, we wake up in the morning, we're just like tuning into something and we're just hanging out and it's like, oh, wow, like, I remember this. Uh, and Or maybe I, I've never seen that cartoon and I'm like, when did this come out? And, and you know, the whole exploration and but it, it's, you're us, you're, you're, you're connecting with us because yeah, we're you, you're us. And oh yeah, sometimes that's all it, all it takes is just, you know that that the similar uh interests and oh, yeah. and, and simplicity of, of things yeah yeah what's funny is is that like i said i never intended it to be kind of what it is i kind of, my, my original goal was i was going to set it up so that i had the camera and i was going to be aiming towards me instead of the tv and i was going to sit there and look like i'm eating my bowl of cereal and stuff like that and then um I had my buddies like, man, you, sh you should really like, you know, tell little tidbits about the cartoons and about the 80s and, and about toys and stuff like that on the side. And I'm like, okay. And then I just kind of <laughs> kept that going. And, and, uh, and it's funny because like when you get into some of these shows that, you know, like um, I, I'm running Kissy Fur now, which is like, I think the longest one I've ran is like, I think it's like 17 episodes. I'm like, I don't know what else to say about this cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> so literally during like what, what I call it, like commercial breaks, I'm reading a comic book or reading a book or talking about something. And I'm like, all right, well, this is what we're going to do today. I guess. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, how, how do you, you got, you work with a group of people, correct on your show. Not anymore. I used to. Okay. And the original concept of the show, I had a revolving door where a lot of people would come at different times and we shoot different things. Uh, different people would do camera, different people would do the puppeteering uh, or play characters. Um, but I no longer film there and I moved. So I have this tiny little spot now where my kitchen table really should be. <laughs> that's it. That's what I got to work with now. And um, so it's just me now uh, doing everything. I, I used to have somebody voicing uh, uh, Sophie Harlot. She's actually right here. Sicko's uh, pet venomous snake. And now I do her voice um, as well. So I pretty I do everything just about. Okay. I think the only person that that's still 
around um, is Mr. Nasty, the character of Mr. Nasty, the person that plays him. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's uh, funny because because either with with talking to these horror hosts, um, you either get the ones who have you know they have writers and and directors and stuff like that. They have a full crew. Or you have like you and uh, Sally, just one person working in like one little room, and uh, that's that's what I do here. Is um, people ask me like, "Oh man, I like your sets." I'm like, literally, this. If you were to turn the camera this way, you would see where I film the <laughs> the other show. I uh, this is this is my basement lair. This is actually where I spend ninety percent of my day at home. Uh, so this is, but uh, like you said, where your kitchen table should be, um, this is my my dining table. That's where I film. <laughs> yeah. And, then, uh, and, and you own a comic book store too, right? Yes, yes I do. I haven't had a chance to uh, click on the link to, to try, uh, explore the website, your website yet, but that is freaking awesome. How is, how is that? Uh, it's fun. I... Um, I've been working, doing this, doing comic book business. Um, I started working my first store at 15. Uh, I'll, be, ah. I'll be 48 in June. So I've been doing this for 33 years. Um, it's, I, but I've also been a collector my entire life. I don't remember not collecting comic books. Literally, like my grandparents bought me Star Wars when I was, you know, three. And it's just been ever since. Um, but yeah, I, I been doing this shop. It's going to hit its, uh, in June or July, it'll be 10 years for this shop. Um, I made it through the pandemic. Um, actually I, outside of being closed for two and a half months thereabout, uh, best year I'd ever had. <laughs> um, that's like, you know, I do that. I, I run the shop. Uh, every day except for Sundays and Thursdays um, I have I do three shows a week uh, my my son is with me most of the time I'm happily married got four kids but three of them are adults so. um, I, I am a I'm a busy guy that likes to stay busy I I don't the animals you got like pets in the background right yeah there. that's uh the black and white cat is my cat maze um, my wife's dog is, uh, Abby. She's right here. She's always at my feet when I'm recording. Uh, nice. the other cat is over there. That's Lucy. Um, and then my dog is upstairs with my wife and that's, uh, Lulu, our, uh, Corgi. So. <laughs> wow. When, when I filmed the old show, I actually had, um, four dogs and two cats. And I thought that was crazy, but you know. It's not like I sought them out. I just they they I kind I just they came to me. <laughs> Especially the last one, I was just watering the front yard, and I hear this woof woof woof, and I'm like, where the hell did you come from? <laughs> and it it looked very healthy, and I thought, well, it just must live around the neighborhood here. So I took it around and see if it could find its own home, but it kept leading me back to my house, and I posted ads everywhere for you know. You know, found dog, and no one ever claimed the dog. So it ended up being mine. <laughs> but that's that's been the scenario a lot of times. <laughs> yeah, we 
we ended up with um, my wife's dog down here, Abby, because uh, all of our dogs, we'd had dogs for years. They had all passed away. And uh, my wife was, we had one still at that point. And she's like, well, she goes, I think she needs a friend. I think, I think she needs a friend. I think I'll help her. And I'm like, oh, I don't want another dog right now. My dog had just gone and passed away. And uh, uh, my dog, I was, was my dog. He, he was blind and I was a CNI person. So I would take him, he would walk between my legs everywhere I went. And um, so we ended up with this one and she was a, uh, from an oops litter. They thought their dog got fixed, uh, but when they went to go fix it, they found out it was already pregnant. So we ended up with that one. Um, and then mine upstairs was, um, my mom had gotten a Corgi. Um, the lady she got her, got her off of goes, well, our older dog's getting ready to retire. Do you know anybody that would want a Corgi? And my mom's like, yeah, I know somebody would want one. And now we have Lulu, which is, was Lucy, but we already had a Lucy in the house. So she got her name changed a little bit. Um, and she's, she's mine and my son's dog, but she's, she's everybody's dog. She's super lovable. I, that dog took to us like that. Like she's instantly like, boom, on our laps. You know, she kept wanting to sleep on our beds. I'm like, no, 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 no. You sleep on your bed on the floor. And uh, the only thing is she's getting fat now. <laughs> I've, my wife's yelling at me because you can't let her get fat. I'm like, I'm not letting her do anything. <laughs> she's just getting fat. <laughs> um, and uh, that's, that's people ask that all the time. They're like, well, I see all these pets. I'm like, okay. So I listed all my animals. I even put them in the credits one time. <laughs> like uh, dogs, <laughs> dogs. <laughs> cats. I should do that since I don't have a crew anymore. <laughs> <laughs> every every crew I put on my show is is either uh, 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 an alias I had in the past, <laughs> <laughs> or a completely made up name that I've come up with. Because uh, um, I worked at a video store and I managed a hotel, so when people would call and I would just give fake names so that they could you know because i didn't want people to know my actual name yeah because <laughs> then people it, it got kind of bad there for a while it was, people would would run into me because their videos were late and i'd be at the theater like in the movies some guy grabbed me by the shoulder spun me around he was my movies weren't late and i'm like dude i don't care i'm not at work <laughs> you need to go away <laughs> wow. now wow yeah i can uh community or do what you live in a small community or um yeah i mean i'm i'm in a town of about twenty five thousand. um okay yeah i i i was the uh the the i was the video store guy i was the hotel guy that's what everybody remembers me now i'm the now i'm the video game comic book guy and that's how everybody you know so I'm like, okay, it's just my, I, I keep telling my wife that our little small town is called Piqua. And I, I, I tell my wife I'm Piqua famous because everybody in town knows me. I was like, but I don't know anybody's name. People come up to me and I'm like, hey, how you doing? Oh yeah, you're great. Ah, hey. And my wife goes, well, why didn't you introduce me to those people? I was like, I don't know who they are. I don't, <laughs> no clue. How does that make you feel? Yeah. It's, um, how does it make you feel? How does that feel? Um, it, it's 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 a little awkward sometimes because, like I said, a lot a lot of people know me just because 
I, I've been in town. I was a guy that did the conventions. They come in a store. Um, and I don't think people really know, you know, I see a lot of people every day, every week, you know, everything. And mm-hmm. I, I, I try to be, you know, always try to be pleasant and everything else like that, because, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, but when people confront me, like, like, ah, you know, like when I worked at the video store, I would be like, I'd like that. And be like, mm-hmm. one is you don't mess with me around my family. I, I don't like that. Um, and, you know, now I just got people come up to me and they're like, Hey, you know, I got some magic cards. I got to bring in your shop. I'm like, cool. I'll see you Saturday. Okay. You know, that's, <laughs> you're like, oh, I got some comic books I need to sell you. Okay. You know, but that now, yeah, that... um, the, the, I told my wife, we went to Horror Hound a few weeks ago in, uh, um, Cincinnati and, uh, we're at, I got recognized for the show and that's the first time I got recognized outside of my, like my little area for the show. And I was like, that's weird. I, I, I I'm cool with it, but it's still, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not used to. <laughs> so, but, uh, it, it, mm. <laughs> um, I'm kind of a shy person. So I think I would be a little, um, stunned by it i've had it happen before i'm not as not not as the character that i play now but from a a play that i did a long time ago and uh, (laughs) it was it was a musical it was uh beauty and the beast and uh not not the disney version this was more based on the old literature versions and and i played her her twin brother uh, where she was beauty, I was like the goon boy, the, the the one everyone picked on, all her siblings. And I had a magic dove that would warn me when when <laughs> beauty was in danger. And I had this song and dance number. And well, after the show closed, I uh, early in the morning, I woke up and I had, uh, I ran out of cat food and I had to feed my cat. So I was like, still in pajamas and slippers. And I put a baseball cap on. I'm like, I need to run up to the corner store and grab some cat food real quick. But I looked like a total mess. And I was like, no, you know, it's early in the morning. Hardly anyone's going to be there. Uh, No one's even going to care or notice you because you're, uh, not that they would notice me from the show, but just, you know, the way I was dressed. Um, And it's like, no one's going to pay attention to you. Everybody's doing their own thing. And it's like, you're just going to blend in and grab your stuff and get out. So I do that and I get to the counter and the, re- the lady at the register just goes, oh, my God, you're that guy with the little magic bird singing and dancing. And that was the first play I've ever seen. And, <laughs> and I'm just like, what? <laughs> like, I was, like, so horrified. And she's like, can I have your autograph? And I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> and I look over to the, re- the rest of the people in the line, and they're all looking at me like, is he somebody? Like, <laughs> is he famous? My worst nightmare came came true, and uh, I went home, and I'm like, I, I, I'm going to have to make a little effort to dress up, even if to check the mail. I, like, I can't. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. <laughs> My wife is the same way, because I will get up, even if I, I don't have work, whatever. I get up, I get a shower, I get fully dressed before I leave the house. I have never left my house 
wearing my pajamas. <laughs> I've never left my house without taking it. Well, I, I take it back. I've left my house like to run to my shop because like the electrician showing up. But like, I go over there, I let the electrician in, then I go home. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it, it's, um, this is bad, is uh, years and years ago, I used to always get, hey, aren't you that guy in that band? Or, or <laughs> something like that. Because at one point, I had really long hair. I always had, I, you know, I've had a beard. And uh, I was always like a heavy metal looking guy. But I always got, people thought I was in a band. And um I'm literally I had this guy would not leave me alone. And he's like, man, you can tell me. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm not who you think you are, who you, who you think I am. And he's like, no, no, you're, you're in. And um, it was always a different band. It was almost never the same band. Um, and um, I literally, um, one was, was some of guys, oh, you look like the guy from the band Mudvayne. So I met the guy from Mudvayne. So there's a picture of us both together. Like <laughs> we don't look nothing alike. Uh, um, when I was, uh, years ago, I used to go to a lot of anime conventions and, um, I used to have Japanese kids always want to get their picture taken with me. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I know I'm like, like I said, you know, I have the, I had the long hair had the beard, you know, always wore a leather jacket and stuff like that. And, um, finally I'm like, after like four conventions of getting these kids and I'm like, I'd take a picture with them. I'm like, all right, okay. And um, finally, I was like, who do you think I am? And um, they were like, you're Masuda. And I'm like, who? <laughs> and I've come to find out it was a wrestler in Japan. And um, it was an uh, American guy who had long hair, had the beard like I did, wore the leather jacket. But he was a... Um, and uh, years, a few years back, I met him at a wrestling event. And I was like, man, I was like, I got to tell you this. Because I think this is funny. And he's like, what? He goes, he goes um, I was like, man, I'd go to anime conventions and stuff like that. And I always had these Japanese kids come up and want their picture taken with me. Finally, I asked them who they thought I was. They thought I was you. And he goes, yeah, he goes, don't, don't take offense to that. And he goes, why? He goes, he goes, you know how, you know, a lot of people think that all Asian people look the same. And I was like, yeah, he goes. A lot of Asian people think all white people look the same. He goes, so you just kind of look like me. So <laughs> they just, I'm like, oh, that's weird and kind of stereotypical, I guess. But <laughs> it was, it was a little like that. Okay, I guess that makes sense because I've never been to Japan. I would never at that point. There was no chance I'd ever even been on TV in Japan. <laughs> but. They thought I was the 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 wrestler, and I was like, oh, okay. I as soon as they when I figured out who they thought I was, I'd start asking them. I was like, do you? Do, and they're like, yeah. And I was like, nah, it's not me. I'm not me. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um. So as <laughs> we keep talking about, um. So how long have you been doing the horror hosting thing? Um. I began the, the show in uh, 2016, and the original show. And uh, just last year, I rebooted the show. So it's now the Psychotic Super Shock Show. Yeah. So um, has, has your character always been the same, or has he, has he morphed? Has he started out as something completely different and morphed into what he is now? No, he's still, <laughs> he's still the same character. <laughs> 
I think he always will be. I, I don't think you can play him any other way. He's, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's funny because I either get one, this that the, they're like, my character was almost emerged fully formed out of my imagination. And a couple other ones are like, yeah, it just evolved and became what it is now. And I'm like, hmm. you know, it, it's, it's, it's really interesting because, you know, for, you know, because Elvira, you've always seen Elvira. Always, Elvira's always been Elvira. And I would love to interview her one time just to find out if there was ever a proto-Elvira. Like there was something before there was Elvira, you know. But The only thing about Elvira that's changed is the height of her hair. It used to be up here. <laughs> and then at one point it was down here, and then it came back up again. <laughs> that's it. Uh, I always joke around because me and my wife finally got to meet her I don't know, about 10 years ago. And I was a little disappointed because she was Cassandra. And I was like, oh, oh man, I wanted to meet Elvira. And Tina's like, you know, she's the same person, right? I'm like, I know, but it's not the same. <laughs> I know but she signs mean. everything Elvira anyway, so, but it was still pretty cool. Uh, I, I actually met her in full costume, but to be honest with you, she doesn't act like Elvira in full costume. <laughs> she acts like Cassandra, <laughs> dressed as Elvira. <laughs> so. She's just cosplaying her right now. Don't worry about it. The real Elvira shows up later. That's what you're going to find out. That's why she still looks exactly the same as <laughs> Cassandra Peterson is the fake made-up person. <laughs> She's She's just the, she's just the 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 uh, uh what do you the decoy. Because <laughs> shoot, I was uh, I was when her movie came out, I was in I think junior high or something like that. It wasn't until a couple years later before I realized that the mother that gives her away in the beginning of the movie was actually just her without all the makeup, and I was like, wow. I was stupid when I was a kid. <laughs> um, was that your first experience with Elvira, or did you uh, actually see her show before that? I had seen her show, kind of, because we didn't have her on TV locally, but the video store I used to go to um, had her VHS tapes of her episode. The video. Yeah. Band. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh, I would I ran into all of those when I was a kid. And then she then she started popping up in like the, want to say beer commercials, and <laughs> then then she got her movie, and then she um, got on like regular TV around here, and uh, they were showing repeats of her old stuff from out in California, and then you know she was then by then she was Elvira and everybody knew she was but. No, I, like I said, I, I grew up with uh, Dr. Creep, and he was our Saturday morning guy. And then uh, eventually he became my lead-in for my old show. We had Shock Theater at uh, 10 o'clock, and then I came on at, at midnight. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that must have been awesome. It, 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 for a kid that grew up on that stuff, it was it was really fun. Yeah. And, and, and then when, like I said, he was his... Um, producer worked at the TV station and uh, I went in one day to work on my show and he was in there and I'm end up like I was going to go in and do some editing that's back when you had VHS tapes and you were editing on the board and everything and um, 
I was supposed to be in there and I sat in there for, I don't know, like six or seven hours. And all I did was talked to the two of them and didn't do one bit of work. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. (laughs) This was an opportunity. You couldn't miss that. That's one of the things with doing this show is, is I've learned that when I talk to a lot of horror hosts, um, I tend to lose track of time. Uh, We then not talk about anything that I began to talk about. Um, we, we will circle back around and I'll get pieces of it. Uh, but we, <laughs> I used to keep a notebook, which I do keep my, my, my Saturday morning notebook here, but my old notebook was full of questions. And then I just realized I never used it. So I just, my kid ended up using it. So it's around here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I, uh, okay. Okay. Here, here, here's one I always do. Okay. Money is no option. What movie are you putting on your show? <laughs> um, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. I know it's not a big, it's not the Halloween, it's not Halloween, but it, it's it's a that movie is funny as hell. Like <laughs> there's so much you could do with that. Um, and I, I did grow up watching Elvira, um, so. That was one that, that I used to watch constantly every time she showed it and in reruns. Um, so I love the movie. I tried watching it without a host, and it's not it's not exactly the same experience. You you <laughs> I think you really need the host in, in there. And uh, I think I would have so much fun with that. I've already done um, a, a couple little mentions or, or tributes to Attack of the Killer Tomatoes for our first Halloween special, Silky Harlot was dressed as a couple of killer tomatoes. <laughs> so that was my nod. Um, um, also, I did a skit where Sicko gets uh, tomatoes thrown at him. That was a recent episode, or not too long ago. Um, so, so yeah, I, I, I don't know. That would just be a fun movie to really host. So yeah. I think a lot more than, than it would be for Halloween because Halloween you'd be like all serious about it. <laughs> well, it it's funny because I don't think the, the like I don't think the first person I've asked has ever said like Halloween or Friday the 13th. It's always been um you know plan nine from outer space or you know, but a lot of those are in public domain. Well, some of them are in public domain. I don't know if plan nine is anymore. Um but yeah, it's, it's, everybody has a, a um, is that your go-to movie? Is that like your, like, uh, that's your other question. Uh, what's your go-to <laughs> movie? The one that you watch at any time. My go-to movie is not a horror movie. It's, it's Ellen Parker's Bugsy Malone. <laughs> Are you familiar with that one? It, it's, it's, um, it, it's the one with the little kids play is adults. Scott Bayo and Jodie Foster? Yes. Yes, yes. Jodie Foster and the, and the gun she pie. <laughs> I had forgot that existed till uh, like two years ago. And um, literally it was when I was, when uh, the quarantine was going on, I was at my shop cleaning one day doing work. And um, I think it was on YouTube and I found it and I'm like, I forgot this was a thing. Oh my God. (laughs) I had to watch it. I'm like, somebody thought this was a brilliant idea. Somebody really did. And all those kids were hot at that time. They were like the big kid actors at that time too. So they were talented. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, because that was um for some uh, reason though, it's never gotten a proper DVD release. Uh, no. here in so I don't know what's up with that. And the music is by Paul Williams, which I'm a fan of. Yeah, that that's that might be the problem with it, is is uh come down to Paul Williams may not sign the 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 musical rights away. That's tends to be why movies don't get released on DVD uh or Blu-ray or whatever you want to say now, but a lot of it comes down to movie right or uh, music rights. So mm. I know a couple a couple TV shows I want to see come out like legitimately on DVD and a couple movies will never see the light of day because of music. So yeah. Yeah. So uh, all right. Here, here's the other one I always ask everybody. Um, money's no object. Who are you bringing on your show? You can have any actor, past, present, future, you know, well, past, present. Time, uh, what was it? Yeah, money and time is not an object. Or uh, you can you can bring anybody from the past or you can anybody from the how present. Many, <laughs> how many people can I bring on? Uh, I don't know. Phyllis Diller. Uh, I don't think they'd be able to tell she and sicko apart but you know, no in all seriousness she's uh she, she's amazing she was she, well, was amazing uh uh comedian and and she was very monster friendly and and uh you know she was on um mad monster mad party, monster and, party. And, and yeah they didn't even bother to turn her character into a monster they just made the figure look like her <laughs> and um and and what I really love about her is how she makes fun of herself. Yeah. And yeah. for me, I mean, I think it's so easy to pick on other people and make fun of them, but to make fun of yourself and draw from those insecurities and vulnerabilities that you have um, is real comedy for me. Oh yeah, it's she it's. Was really, she was almost a uh, um, Americanized British comedy. Because the Brits can totally make fun of themselves, and that's their whole thing is self, you know, deprivating horror, horror, comedy. And um, yeah, that's what was bad is that my introduction to Phyllis Diller was Scooby Doo and Mad Monster Party. And um, it wasn't until I got, you know, a little bit older, and then I found like, um, uh, I was like on HBO or Showtime, like real late at night, one of her comedy shows. And I, I was, I remember because it, it was old, it was even an older one when I was a kid. So it was probably one from the late seventies and uh, I watched it. I laughed my butt off and she was, oh man, she was funny up in, like to the end. I mean, she was still, they were bringing her out on TV shows and she was still poking fun at herself and other people. And, oh, it was great. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, mm. a little cotton mouth. My, my big iced teacup. <laughs> um, um, uh, sorry, uh, what channels are you on? Uh, are you just on? <clears throat> Where can people? So, okay, so the the show airs in um on WBXZ TV uh, in Buffalo, New York. And the other place that it airs on is the Monster Channel. And 
also their Roku channel, the Eerie Late Night Horror Channel on Roku. Um, I have not distributed in other places just yet. Um, I would like to eventually have it air here locally. That would be kind of a nice concept since I film here, but <laughs> but I, I, I kind of want to have more episodes in the can um, before I do that. My, my biggest thing is that it takes so long to make these episodes because it's all blue screen and the, and the characters and and I put a lot of work into these episodes. Um, it takes a very long time to make them and I'm afraid <laughs> that once I commit to to something locally, uh, they'll want them like every week da, 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 and I'm just like, huh, what? <laughs> Maybe if I appeared one in one scale, <laughs> you know. Um, it, it, the, the pressure would be on and 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 knowing that you don't get paid and you're, you know, it's like it's not going to happen i kind of like enjoying doing it when i have the opportunity to do it and uh at my leisure um having a deadline is just uh and i have i've had deadlines for like the halloween specials and it's a killer it, it is so stressful um it takes a lot of the fun and you don't really get to enjoy the show even after it, when it airs because you're still busy contacting other people that are like in, like in the past, uh, like this past uh, Halloween episode, for the first time I had other horror hosts appear on my show. And then I also had, it was a music marathon, a four hour music marathon. And then, so I was constantly keeping in touch with them and, and communicating when the, the show was gonna air here and there and also the musicians. And honestly, that kept going till like way after the show was over, like until mid-November. And then I was able to relax. And that was insane. <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't know if I did this. I'm glad I did it once, but that, that, that's it. That, that's why it's called a special. <laughs> You know, <laughs> well, I, I was planning a, a Halloween special and a Christmas special for last year. And I was going to do like the Halloween episodes of cartoons and the Christmas episodes of cartoons. And then I'm trying to find the cartoons and I'm like, okay, I can't air that one. I, I can't air that one. Uh, oh, wow. Like every Christmas and, and uh, Halloween episode of every show is literally not going to get past the YouTube <laughs> or the YouTube <laughs> So I'm like, okay, I found a couple. This is going to work. Uh, I will, I'm planning on something for Halloween this year. So the backdrop might be Halloween-esque, but <laughs> that might be about the only thing. <laughs> there might be a pumpkin with a candle in it or something like that, because uh, I go all out when I do my my set, as you can tell. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I talked to other, other hosts and stuff, because you, you put a lot into your character. Um, and they said, what was the one thing that they would change about if they did their character said less, less grease paint and <laughs> less makeup, man. Just something I could just go out there and maybe throw a hat on or something like that. I'm like, that's what I do. Throw a hat on and a bathrobe and it looks like it's still in the morning. <laughs> that's my character. <laughs> yeah. Uh, putting all that makeup on is no joke. Um, <laughs> it, it makes you a little reluctant to jump right in and, and, yeah, uh, the the harder you make it on yourself, the the the, the more you procrastinate. So you don't, you, yeah, because um, it, it was interesting on 
I was watching your your interview with Sally the Zombie cheerleader, mm -hmm. and I believe she said it took her an hour to put on the makeup. An hour? One hour? I so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It takes me two hours to do mine. I like. I would love an hour. <laughs> I would love an hour. Oh man, I that, but I still wouldn't change it because I just love the look of, of the character and and I mean it's it's just perfect for the character. Nope. But um, it is a bitch. I'm not gonna get get you. It, uh, the least uh, the least favorite part of the whole horror hosting thing is putting that makeup on. Who is your inspiration to become a horror host? Not a person. Not a person. <laughs> Not a person. So what it was was a bunch of um, uh, things that I enjoyed that kind of merged all together. Um, so at the time I was in high school when I thought about doing when I created Sicko, and I was watching Freddy's Nightmares. Mm -hmm. He was an influence <clears throat> because he would he would host his his own episodes for that yeah. show. And then I was also watching uh, Tales from the Dark Side, which I absolutely loved. Yeah. And they told stories and, and each one. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool to have like a Freddy Krueger character or, or a host if I played a host and did a show very much like Tales from the, the Dark Side where it's a different story. And I think a lot, why, why that interested me was because I grew up reading horror-hosted comic books. Tales from so, the Dark Side. Yep. Yeah. And uh, the Charlton comics, they always had different horror hosts on there. Uh, DC Comics had Cain and Abel. Yep. And <clears throat> so, yeah, all yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so that was a big inspiration. And then the other thing, the actual image of Sicko is during that time, I had a bad dream in which this ghoul thing came out of a coffin. And I was like, I'm going to make fun of that. I'm like, I'm going to play this character. And and you know, just, just make it creepy but funny, and have bad things happen to him. Like, end up with the pie in face. Um, so that's what I wanted to do. And then Tales from the Dark Side came out, and so I was like, well, I don't want to copy that. Like, that's pretty much was my concept, you know, with the Crypt Keeper kind of thing. And yeah, um, but I, I saved the character because I, I knew, I knew that someday I wanted to play this character. So um, then we entered this era where you know we can do whatever we want. We can make our own films, TV shows, whatever. Nothing's holding us back anymore. No. So we don't have to wait to be picked up. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I forgot what the question was. <laughs> <laughs> what was your inspiration for uh, for your character? Uh, oh, that? Yeah. Oh, and, okay. and there's more. There's more. There's other, other sources that I drew from. Do you remember Dynamite Magazine? Yeah. Did they have that? Okay. Hey, um, so, you know, in school, they had that scholastic form where you order books and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I had Dynamite Magazine was one, one of the things I had to order every time. And in the back pages, they had Count Morbida, that mm -hmm. vampire. And he was always, and he had like these, these puzzle pages. And he was always trying to get rid of us pesky kids and brats and, and stomp us with these puzzles. And I remember as a kid being determined to solve these puzzles to prove that I could be a monster friend. And <laughs> yeah, I had quite a bit, bit of an imagination back then. Oh yeah. But um, I based that. I really love that because most of the time, like kids stuff, they were trying to teach you a lesson and how to, 
you know, some kind of moral thing. And <laughs> it was this character that was just like, off with you. <laughs> and I based Sicko doing that with the viewers. So I that was that was very intentional that I that I drew from Count Morbida doing that. Uh, what else? Um, the show uh, Barry Sid and Marty Croft. I grew up with that, so you'll see a lot of influences in the show with uh, of Sid and Marty Croft. So yeah, all the all this stuff just kind of merged. Well, it's funny because you you got your puppets and you you've you've talked about <laughs> Sid and Marty Croft. Um, I was this close to having a puppet on my show. But the problem is, is that I was going to get, uh, um, but I didn't know if I could even get it past people because it's going to make a puppet of Skeletor from He-Man. So they could just have this like sarcastic ass puppet next to me that looked like Skeletor. Uh, I would never call him Skeletor because, you know, licensing. And (laughs) But the only problem is, is that the only other person I know that can do the Skeletor voice doesn't live around me anymore. So he would have to drive like an hour and a half to come film the episode of Skeletor and then go back. I was like, cause if not, I'd be over here going, oh, <laughs> cause like you, I do everything by myself. Uh, <laughs> although people like, Hey, you guys do a great job. I'm like, guys, I do a great job. <laughs> <laughs> all them names at the end of my episodes are fake no <laughs> uh. how it goes yeah you gotta have fun with it yes you have to really enjoy it yeah because because um it, it's funny because because i with all the other hosts i've talked to and whatnot is you know you gotta do it for the love because literally there's no money in it um <laughs> None. <laughs> no. Um, and that, that's one thing I, I learned relatively quickly because I, I finally was able to get where I could be monetized. I got that magical numbers all across the board where everything was monetizable. And um, I did two episodes and YouTube went, you're no longer monetizable. <laughs> you know, they sent me a message too that I can't be monetized because I don't get enough hits. Mine was, uh, um, I, I uh, used too many people's material without um, re-editing it. And it, it like gives me this list of that, that I either don't use it for educational purposes or don't alter it enough to make it my own. And I'm like, how much do you got to alter it to change it, to make it your own? Because I mean... You know, but I'm like, I don't, you know what? I don't care. It, it all started yeah. out as a commercial for my shop because I found out commercials were expensive. So I figured let's do a free one on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how, well, Saturday morning sales started out as something else. But I was like, you know what? I'll just do a little quick commercial for my shop at the beginning of each episode and usually at the end. And um, I'll just use that. And then, you know, my episodes kept getting longer and longer. And I would talk about the shop and whatnot. And now I have people calling me from, you know, or messaging me and are like, hey, do you ship? Yeah, I ship, you know, or people have come into the store because they found me on YouTube. And I'm like, so it worked. It worked better than any other advertising I had ever done until this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Now, the, the problems with YouTube, that's why I don't po post uh, full episodes on there. Uh, I just don't want to be bothered with any of that. Um, so what I do is I post clips from the shows, yeah. from each one. And, um, and also guest appearances that I do on other shows, I'll, I'll put some of that in as well. But that, that's all I, I give YouTube. <laughs> For, of my soul that clicks <laughs> i um I've, I've been in talks uh, we'll see how it goes but uh i might be able to take this show and uh get it put on one of the streaming channels for uh horror host like a little oh. yeah because people go, like that's really interesting a lot of the people like that i'm like maybe i mean you know <laughs> we'll see how it goes i mean i have fun doing it and um, as I tell everybody, um, somebody goes, well, would, you know, do you, do you, you know, you should stick with one genre or you should do this or you do that. I'm like, no, I just want to talk to people I find interesting and, <laughs> and, we, and we'll go from there. Uh, if other people like it, cool. If they don't, I don't care. I'm having a good time. I'm interviewing people that I want to meet or talk to. Um, you know, I, I, I joke around. I got to finally interview uh, um I grew up on glow wrestling and I got to meet how I got to talk to Hollywood from glow and we've got to do another part too, because she's like, oh, I'll give you an hour, 45 minutes to an hour, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. You know, I got in there. I talked to her and super nice, super, you know, and I told her, I was like, Hey, I was like, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, you're like my third crush. It was like, you know, princess Leia, wonder woman, Hollywood. from glow. <laughs> And wow and she's like oh my god really i'm like yeah i was like I, I have i've never i never got a chance to meet carrie fisher i'll probably never get to meet linda carter i was like but i'm getting to talk to hollywood from glow and um she goes really i was like yeah i was like uh you met paul at, at, at that 12 year old time where you're starting to really find you know like and i'm like yeah that's that's what I <laughs> um I'm gonna have to catch that interview. Yeah, what? I'm gonna have to catch that interview. Yeah. It, it's fun. We're 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 planning a second part because uh, I even told her I was like, oh, you know, we've been talking for like an hour and ten minutes, and she's like, oh, I was like, you said you were gonna give me an hour. I was like, I don't want to take up any more time. She's like, oh, no, no, no. She goes, but I do gotta go somewhere. I'm sorry, and we'll do it again. I'm like, okay, cool, cool. <laughs> um, but you know, I got to talk to her. I got to talk to um, some other people, like like other like local horror movie directors and horror hosts and stuff like that and um i i think i've become friends with some of them too i mean yeah we're doing it over the internet i don't get to actually meet in person um but we, we message and stuff like that and it's like you know this is really cool and now i'm meeting these really cool people and i'm becoming friends with them and all because i decided to do this show i decided to interview people i found fascinating and um you know i i really liked horror hosts when i was a kid and i thought like i've told everybody i was like i thought they were gone when when i became an adult they kind of I disappeared. <laughs> and um, yeah, and, yeah and it's funny because that's what everybody says they're like all of a sudden you know they're like they found one locally or something like that or they were at a convention or they were here and all of a sudden they're like oh there's there's still horror hosts and that's what i did i mean i i had refound dr creep um and then i went to a horror movie convention and literally there was just one room 
and not like a little room, like a big room. And it was just horror host from all over. And I'm sitting there going, I saw you on, you know, um, cause this was, uh, a, the big one was what I saw was uh, the next Elvira, um, when they did that whole thing. And I was like, you were just on the next Elvira. And then I, I got copies of their shows and I watched them and I'm like, huh? The red haired Miss Monster? Yeah. I met Miss yeah, Monster. yeah. Yeah. And, uh, that's like, what? And then. I, I started like that one and then I went to a few more and I found this one over here. I found this person. I found this person. Then they're like, oh, you know, we're on YouTube, right? And I'm like, what? And, so I just put it <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh my God. And, and it's, it's kind of cool because at my shop, I keep my, I have my TV behind me at the cash register and uh, I try to keep it family friendly and stuff like that. Unless somebody's not there and it's dead. And then I just watch whatever I want until I have to pause it because somebody keeps coming. <laughs> but I watch yeah. horror hosts. I watch a lot of that because 90% of them are family friendly. You know, the movies, you know, because they're either on, um, you know, public access or they're on local channels and stuff like that. They're definitely not on anything where they can show like the, the blood and guts or anything. like <laughs> Some of them. <laughs> um but yeah. I started I started showing those, and then I started having people come in. I'm like, man, what's this? I'm like, you know what a horror host is? And I have to explain to these like 20 year old kids what a horror host is, and they're like, that sounds fun. I was like, watch it, and then they're standing at the cash. Come up with a good answer. Let me know. <laughs> no. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> Just watch. Yeah. The, um, uh, one of our local guys, uh, I got a DVD off of him the other day, and it was uh, Gargoyles, the 72 oh, movie. And, yeah. like, and my buddy's sitting there watching it. He's, oh, man, I love this movie. And then, then the, the host came up, and, and he's like, man, this is this is fun. It's like he gives a little, you know, he's like, yeah, I was like, that's what a horror host did. And he's like, really? I was like, yeah, this was on every Saturday. I was like, the best thing I can do is tell you to watch uh, Easy One and go watch Finn Gooley on Saturday nights at 8 o'clock. I was like, it's the yeah. one everybody knows now. Uh, even my mom knows. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. and, um, and, and they're like, oh, okay. And I'm like, they're like, man, there's all these old horror movies on there. I'm like, that's the point. Watch them. Enjoy them. Listen to the information these guys bring you. Watch them have fun when they're having fun. So... Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> it's funny you were mentioning about uh, some of the movies that are kind of safe to watch. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, Bobby the Monster. Do you know who that is? No, I don't know. Uh, one of the horror hosts? Okay. So he's a horror host, and um, we're about, to, I'm about to, we're working on a project together. So, so I'm going to guest star on his show. And, he sent me the script and and I'm looking at it and he goes, we're going to show this movie. And uh, I'm like, okay, I, I'm not familiar with that movie. I haven't seen it. So I go on and I start watching it and I'm like, whoa, this is freaking wild and perfect for my character <laughs> to be on his show. I was like, this is the craziest thing. Um, but it was shot so nicely, and the lighting, and it has a, a major horror icon in it. 
and but it's a roller coaster ride of a movie and and very extreme. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and I'm just I'm hoping he doesn't cut it, but you know, uh, it, it, it's it's going to be something. I'm really excited about it. Uh, but I'm like Bobby Gamasa is going to show this. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. So I don't, I don't know what's going on with that. But sometimes the movie themselves, maybe the hosts aren't extreme, but the movies are. Yeah. Yeah. I actually do two versions. I do one that's safe for for TV, and then I do one that's different for the streaming channel. So I keep all the good parts <laughs> for the streaming channel. Yeah. Is is there is there a movie that you would like just like to air just because it's like bonkers crazy? that you would love to do an episode with? Dr. Caligari. It's, I think it's from the, from 1990 or 1989. It's a freaky film. It's, it's, um, Sid and Marty Croft entering a psychedelic world of sex and violence. Um, It is, Can, can I say this on here? They have yeah, like yeah, talking. It has talking vaginas. <laughs> Dr. Caligari has a daughter, and and it's it, it's such a bad movie, but so bizarre and fun. Um, it, it, it's just so out there. It's it goes further than Rocky Horror ever has, and <laughs> it, it is it's truly bizarre. Um, I definitely recommend. It's on YouTube, by the way. <laughs> God, I love those movies that are on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, watch them before they snatch them down. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like I've I've legitimately had them snatch a movie down because I was watching it at the shop. I got about halfway done with it. I went home, did some stuff. I didn't get back to it. I was like, oh, I'll finish watching that. I went to like find it, and it was gone. They, I'm like, oh, oh man. And then I found him like, oh, I ain't paying three ninety nine to watch that, because <laughs> it wasn't streaming on any other channels. I'm like, what? Why'd you do that? Then there's stuff that's streaming on there that you're like, why has this been taken down? This is like, I know Shout Factory has the rights to this. You know, it's like, how is this on here? Um, like Damnation Alley and uh, um, Titan Find or the Creature of uh, the Alien knockoff movie. And I'm like, those are, yes, yeah, that should be the main, yeah. Um, I love it when when they they take a movie that, that like Little Shop of Horrors or, and they, they 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 force everyone to take it down. Like you can't use that. Somebody's claiming copyright, and then and then like, but you can watch it here for three ninety nine on YouTube. <laughs> um, but I think Creature is is public domain that one yeah i i don't know but, but i know they just released like a blu-ray special edition of it and it's not under oh. picture it's under titan find which is the oh, okay. title well maybe it depends on the print which version of yeah 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 um <laughs> that's the if, if if i were ever to host a, a, a horror movie that I could get away with. I don't even know if it's considered a horror movie because it's just a crazy movie. It would be either, well, it'd be under two movies. It would be The Visitor with Franco Nero 
and Shelly Winters, where he's basically space Jesus and he fights the little eight-year-old Antichrist, and and Shelly Winters legitimately slaps the crap out of an eight-year-old. <laughs> oh my god! Wow, it, it's insane. And the other one is uh, uh, God told me to the Larry Cohen movie. Oh my god! Yes, I was just watching a, a reaction video to that. <laughs> I used to have it on VHS, and uh, now I have it on DVD. But I, you know, sometimes I love watching reaction videos, and I'm like, I got to see how this person reacts to this movie, <laughs> and. Uh, I, I still love that movie. Yeah, yeah, I, I got it on Blu-ray over there. <laughs> no, um, we did a, a, a horror movie festival. We used to do a horror movie thing at my shop at Halloween time. And uh, one year, I couldn't be there. I had to leave. Something like came up. My kid ended up getting, my youngest son ended up getting sick or something. And uh, so my old, one of my older boys was running the thing for me. So I set up the movies. I'm like, just run this movie, run this movie, run this movie. And... Um, I'll be back. And uh, it was The Beyond, a local horror movie called Kill That Bitch about a, a werewolf, um, <laughs> Society, and then Cannibal Holocaust. Oh, okay. Cannibal and Holocaust. I came in as they were finishing up Cannibal Holocaust. And everybody's just sitting there going, Why did you make us watch? <laughs> <laughs> they're like you didn't put a palate cleanser in there at any point in time i was like no no i didn't put a palate cleanser in there. kill that bitch wow. with your palate cleanser <laughs> I, I they're like i was not ready to watch that tonight i'm like i told you going in you had to watch <laughs> you didn't have to watch anything you could have left it anytime <laughs> But they stood. They stayed there. All of them stayed there for all four of those movies. And uh, wow. yeah, the, the, to this day, I still have people going, I can't believe you made us watch Society. I'm like, I told you, I didn't make you watch anything. You guys stayed. <laughs> you had every option to get up and walk out that door, but you stayed through the shunting. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, you're right. I guess we did. <laughs> I was like, there are certain movies, uh, as my one friend used to tell me, that you should see at least once. And he's he before he passed away, he was always the one who would try to get me to watch a couple movies. And I'm like, nah, you ain't going to make me watch it. He'd try to hide it. He'd go, hey, guys, I brought some movies for you. And uh, check these out. And I'd like put them in. I'm like, no. Try to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not watching that movie. <laughs> See, there's one thing. I said no. I got up and walked away. <laughs> uh, now, do you have uh, issues with extreme movies yourself? or uh, I There's a few movies that I like that are would, would be considered extreme, but as I've gotten older, I've kind of gotten away from it. When I was younger, it, it was a thing of like, I don't know, um, yeah, Machito, Blasher, you know. Uh, you know you oh could, yeah, you could be like, yeah, I watch these movies. Now I'm like, nah, that's I don't I don't watch, you know, quote unquote torture porn. So I don't watch the hostile movies. I don't watch anything. I just I like I like my monster movies. I like uh, uh you know, the 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 slasher movies. So I like the Jason, the Freddies, the stuff like that. Um, 
I like the uh, Italian horror films. I like uh, like the Beyond. I like uh, uh, zombie, um, you know, stuff like that. Um, but you know, I don't I don't have to. You know, and some of them are gory and over the top. Like the Beyond is pretty gory and over the top. But um, City of the Living Dead. Yeah, City of the Living Dead. Yeah, I love City yeah. of the Living Dead. Um, I remember uh, my buddy in high school, and I had seen city living dead or gates of hell i don't know how many times that depending on what what copy you got at the video store whether it was gates of hell or it was city yeah um and uh his sister was sitting there watching it with us and when the girl starts throwing her guts up (laughs) and she's literally eating a piece of pizza so she's watching this pizza and all of a sudden she's like and she like gets up and runs out and she's like what are we watching that's so gross i'm like it's obviously fake geez it didn't even look like a human face i was like the, the one that bothers me is the guy's head in the drill press in that movie where it starts oh like, yeah, yeah. Cut in, it is, you see his eye and everything off to the side um and um a zombie with the with the with the uh, um the shard of wood and you're yeah. just like when's it gonna cut when's it gonna cut when's it gonna... there it is <laughs> um they did something similar suspiria you were like, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I love Suspiria. Um, that, ironically enough, um, I used to watch that movie to go to sleep. <laughs> wow, um, really? I, I, I want to say it's the music. It was the music helped me sleep. Okay, I, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, so I would. I worked third shift, so I would come home at seven in the morning, and I had an old DVD of it, so the DVD wouldn't go to the menu. When the movie ended, it would just start the movie all over again. So I would pop that in my my DVD player, and I would go to bed, and just the music would would just help me sleep. And everybody's like, "You sleep through Suspiria?" I'm like, "No, I don't sleep through <laughs> Suspiria. I sleep to Suspiria." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that, and uh, I don't even know if I still i I don't know if I got that one. Um, the other one that I love the music to is uh, Inferno. And that was the other one that used to help me sleep. That's the basically the second movie in the Suspirium, uh, the Three Mothers trilogy, as he calls it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I watched it, but I don't remember Inferno very. Um, everybody remembers it because of the opening with the girl who loses her key into the into the puddle in the floor, and then she goes in, and then there ends up being an entire room underwater. Maybe I haven't seen it. <laughs> and uh, sounds- she's swimming around it's literally just this room and it's full of water and uh it's all supposed to just be a puddle she drops her keys and and uh because I, I i would sh- I, I can i got the vinyl like immediately to my left over here but that doesn't help because that's not the cover to the movie <laughs> <laughs> well i know what i'm going to be watching tonight <laughs> inferno oh inferno yeah here you go and this is another one that i love the music too bad i have on my, my boom. oh yeah yes. i love this, this, this no, I is, saw that theaters. oh man I, i've got to see this in the theater but i didn't get to see it the first time but uh this is crazy because I, I i said it's this crystal clear vinyl and i've never had one look that clear it's insane wow i am a uh, uh very nice I, I tend to put these on when I edit my shows. 
and it just kind of helps me uh, lose track of time while I'm editing. There's nothing like nothing, nothing more fun than click, drag, click, drag, <laughs> insert music, <laughs> click, drag. But so I put that on, and while I'm, hour goes by, it feels like 20 minutes. So uh, now I have no clue where we're at on questions. Uh, <laughs> uh, just make one up. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, da, 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 da. You already said you'd work with another, you've already been worked with other horror hosts. Uh, we've asked what. Uh, sure, quite a um, uh, you said you got started in 2016. I got to tell you, though, um, working oh, I, with other horror hosts yeah. is a lot of fun. Uh, I enjoyed the hell out of that. First of all, because I'm not responsible for the whole episode, they are, and <laughs> I just really get to show up and, and be sicko, and uh, and then and then there's a, a bit of creativity too because uh, I have to figure out how my character will fits into that other horror host world, and so it's kind of fun. Like, how what, what's going to happen when these two characters meet? Um, but as far as the whole episode is concerned, that's on them to edit all that. <laughs> For the most part, yeah. Uh, so I love doing those. <laughs> oh man, um, that's bad. I, okay, I had the question there for a second, and now it's gone. It just went away. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> all right. Da, 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 da. Oh, do you do the do you do any conventions or any the the uh, horror movie conventions or anything like that? No. <laughs> Um, I, I, I live, well, you know, I live in Vegas and a lot of, all the big ones seem to be, uh, over there on the East coast or the Midwest. Um, honestly, I, I'm not, I'm not really a, a big fan of conventions. Um, I had a bad experience that scarred me when I went as a fan and I met one of my horror icons. And um, it, uh, they were just so greedy. They were trying to push me to buy. They held my credit card captive trying to sell me merch. And I'm just like, and we were just numbers to them. Like, it was like, I, I was just, I, I did not want to be there. And I was just like, they, they had my credit card and they kept trying to swipe it and swipe it. And thankfully the, the, the machine malfunctioned. <laughs> and I was like, um, I have to go. Can, can I have my card back? <laughs> and I was, I was just so hurt. This was an idol. I, I on my bucket list to meet. And I'm not going to mention who it is, but um, the funny thing is, Heather Langenkamp from Nightmare on Elm Street was just setting up her booth next, next to next, uh, the the next one over, and she was kind of watching what was going on and glancing and and. Um, when I got my credit card and I was walking away, I was like, I'm, I'm pretty much just ready to go shopping. I don't want to meet any more celebrities. But she came around the table, put her arm around me, had this big smile. I was like, hi, and, and, and was talking to me. And I'm, I'm so scared to talk to her. And I'm all stiff and like, oh, please, I don't want another icon uh, 
my my illusion of of an, an icon to be ruined. I just went through this, and I was like, so I was really scared to talk to her. She's all like trying to make me feel better because she was actually watching what was going on. <laughs> but she was wonderful, and I bought a few things from her. And there were some other celebrities on there that were just wonderful. They were like, hey, come over here and 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 hang out and talk and and have your picture taken and. But that one incident um, with that one icon scarred me. And I was just like, you know, I'm good. I, I, I can see them on, on the screen. Um, I don't have to meet them. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's horrible. I've, um, <clears throat> I've only had a couple bad experiences with, with like celebrities. Um, and I hate to say this, but it's usually the, b-level celebrity you know not not the, the upper tier it's the ones that you're just like you're, you know you're really not um one i'll, I'll say it because i don't even know if he's still alive was the don west from uh, the original lost in space and he wasn't even a jerk to me he was a jerk to the woman in front of me and oh. uh he was so rude to her that i threw the picture back at the person and told him to give me my money back i was like i'm yeah I was like, nah, I'm good. I was like, dude, I, I told him, I was like, you were a, on a bad TV show in the sixties that people still love. And these people are your bread and butter and that's how you're going to treat them. And he was just like, well, and the, 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 like the person standing next to him just kind of got her head down. And I was like, just, yeah, just here's your picture. Give my money back. And they're like, well, we can, I was like, no, no, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. give me my money back. And this is because that's that's why they want cash. Is one is they don't have to claim it. But um, that that got my cash back, and I walked away. And that was one of them. And um, Darth Vader, Dave Prowess isn't wasn't the nicest person in the world. Um, um, and then um, I was I'm a big fan of the movie The Warriors. Um, oh, yeah, you know, Warriors. Come out. Um, and uh, Cochise, I met him at a con, and literally, I'm standing there, and uh, my kids are like, "Hey, it's the Warriors," and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," and he's like, "Come on over, kids, man, I'll get you an autograph." Blah blah blah, and he starts signing an autograph, and I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! How much is that?" And I was like, "Because I didn't tell you I wanted one yet, you know. If you're <laughs> going to give my kids an autograph out of the kindness of your heart, I'd appreciate it. I, I you know, I'd give them something." But you don't go ahead and he's like, oh, it's 60 bucks. I'm like, yeah, nah, nah, uh-uh. Uh, well, it's a picture too. And I'm like, no, no, you don't do that to kids. I was like, nope, we're, we're out. And I was like, because my kids at the time were, I don't know, 11, 12 years old, maybe. But, I mean, they were they were old enough, but they were still really kind of new to the bigger conventions because they'd gone with me to those smaller conventions since they were little and um i don't even know if they were that old shoot they might have been eight and ten maybe um but yeah i was like no 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 don't don't start signing an autograph to get me to pay you because you offered to do that and that's why i told you to stop you know and um that was kind of a bad put a bad taste in my mouth um because the same maybe the next year or the same show was around the same time um 
we were at one and Kane Hodder was there. And mm -hmm. um, I was like, hey, kids. I was like, you know, Jason from Friday the 13th. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, is he scary? And they were like, yeah. And I'm like, you know, that's him right there. And he overheard me talking to him. And he's like, you know, waving at him like, hi, kids. And they <laughs> went up. He signed autographs for him and pictures. Just gave them to him. They still have them to this day. Um, and I'm like, he didn't ask for a penny. I was like, I even looked at him. I was like, man, do I owe you anything? No, you're good. Your kids appreciate that. You know, I'm like, all right, cool. cool, cool. Um, uh, um, it's bad because some of them that I, I feel bad because, like I said, some of them have passed away. I feel like I'm being a jerk, but I'm like, they were jerks when they were alive, so I don't, I don't feel too horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the 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 celebrity that was talking to you about, um, I had already purchased a bunch of merchandise from them and a picture of my picture taken with them. And, and then there was a young person that was with us with my friends and she didn't know who the celebrity was, but she was fascinated by the celebrity and wanted to meet them. And I'm like, sure, I'll buy you a picture and, and get your autograph and everything. So it, it made it even worse that they were still trying to bleed me dry. <laughs> I was just like, son of a bitch. I wish I had never met this person. Well, yeah. Like I said, I've, I've been doing the convention circuit since I was in high school. And I remember when you went to conventions, autographs were free. And when you and I first started, you just stood in line. That was your, because getting into the convention, and then you stood in line. If you stood in line, you could get a lucky yeah, an autograph. Um, and pretty much everybody blames Dave Prowess, the guy who played Darth Vader, to basically, he was the first one to start charging autographs. Um, I was at uh, a big convention years ago, and literally they had some horror movie people there, but it was 99% sci-fi comic book related. So nobody was there for the horror people at all. So these people were just sitting there like, literally like, you know, twiddling their thumbs. And I walked up and it, one was Doug Bradley from Pinhead. And um, I was like, hey, you know, and he's like, you know, I'm supposed to charge you to sign this. And he goes, but I don't care. He signs it. He signs a couple things and hands them to me. And he goes, there's nobody around. He goes, I can't charge you while I'm sitting here doing nothing. <laughs> oh, oh. And, uh, Gunnar Hansen was the same way because it was uh, uh, Gunnar Hansen, it was Doug Bradley. Uh, I can't remember who, who else it was. But the big thing was, was Clive Barker was there. And he was like one of the big ones, but he was off in the, like a whole nother room. And um, I ended up talking to him for like 10 minutes and just walking through. That was before the, the security would keep the, the big name guests away from the 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 poor little people that were there to visit them um you know but those days are long gone i uh, i joke around i was like i don't i don't have hardly any fun going to big conventions now i go to little local ones um i went to horror hound because uh um i want to meet adam green the guy did hatchet and all that stuff he he signed he free 100 percent. he says he will never charge to sign an autograph and so I'm like, all right. And um, ironically enough, we have a mutual friend. And I went up there and I was like, ah, you know, I figured he'd sign like one thing. 
And so I had my wife with another thing because she was standing behind me. I was like, I hey, might as well get two things signed. And um, he was sitting here like he had a whole conversation. We talked about our mutual friend. Uh, we talked about life a little bit. And he signed everything. And he goes, he goes, is this yours? And she goes, well, she goes, it's his. And he goes, okay, cool. He signed that. He signed like four things, never questioned anything about it. I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's cool. But, you know, then you got the one setting, um, you know, across the room. And I, I don't, I'm, I'm going to sound kind of jerkish on this one. Um, I'm a wrestling guy. I like wrestling. I've, I've watched wrestling since I was a little kid. Uh, we had a local, not here in town, but a little further south uh, wrestling. And it had a lot of big name people either came from there or wrestled there. And um, one of the big name people I've, I've met them. Like, I don't know how many times at this little peon wrestling organization. And I went to go talk to her and I walk over and it's like 80 bucks for a autograph and a picture. And I'm like, nah, <laughs> I met you when your autograph was free. I don't... <laughs> wow. <laughs> it, it, it's a, I, I want to say it's all become a money grab because it's already yeah. expensive to get in. It's expensive to park some places. Then, you know, to eat there or whatever, you got travel and, and food. Then you mm -hmm. go inside. Then everybody wants to gouge you on autographs and stuff like that. Um, I'm, like I said, being a big comic book guy, you used to always go. And all the comic book artists and, and writers would sign. They, they just, you know, they'll go, oh, throw a donation in the, in the bin. And, you know, that'll go towards the hero initiative or whatever. I never had a problem. I'd always throw a couple bucks in never had any issue okay i'll sign 10 books okay i'll take 10 books up whatever um then a few years ago they almost they all a bunch of them started signing and they started charging but they didn't have any notification on their table that they were signing that charging so you'd go up there and they'd sign they're like i got 10 bucks and you're like uh oh, okay if i knew you were signing or charging i would have never got this signed you know, this, this book is never going to be worth more than cover price, but now you signed it. Now it's still going to be worth cover price. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I get it, but I've promoted conventions before. These guys got to get paid to get there. And most of them make money while they're there doing, especially the artists doing commissions. And I understand at a certain point, okay, say I, I'll sign three books. You got a limit, no problem. Say you sign one book, no problem. It's when a guy, I, I do, like I said, I'm sound like a jerk, but when you got guys whose artwork or books that they've done work for will never be worth more than a, a dollar band book, and then they want 20 bucks for an autograph, and you're just like, you've that's never going to be worth 20 bucks. You know, and yeah, they're like, well, you get to meet me. I met you five years ago when you were free or when you. <laughs> <clears throat> it, it, it just sucked a lot of the fun out. And um, like I said, I, I went to Whorehound for the first time in 10 years recently. And I went there to shop. I went there and I was like, all right, you know, I'll get an autograph if I get a couple cheap ones. Um, I met Mark Nicasas and uh, I paid for that one. 
because uh, it was somebody I wanted to meet. I had to tell him a story about my, you know, and he thought it was hilarious, but um, I think it was 60 bucks for an autograph and a picture. I was like, it's not horrible, but, you know, but then you look at these other guys and it's like, oh, it's um, the guy that played zombie number two on Walking Dead, uh, 80 bucks for an autograph, uh, 80 bucks for a picture, 150 for the combo. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i'm not easily starstruck anymore <laughs> i'm good i'm like you know I'll, I'll enjoy your work but uh when you when you have when you when you really like someone's work and and that illusion gets shattered when you meet them you find out how they who they really are in person it, it's i i, I don't want to go through that i don't know i just I'm, I'm good with my, my fiction. <laughs> the, the person in your head, you don't want them to be, um, uh, you know, like I said, I have, I have a friend and he's, he's works, uh, in, um, um, I'm trying to remember what, what he's called. He, he buys movies for a movie company to, to, to release. Um, and he got to meet Kurt Russell. And I grew up with Kurt Russell, you know, Escape from New York, The Thing, uh, you know, all the Disney movies he did when I, you know, watched those. And, and um, he, he has, he's, he shows a picture of him with Kurt Russell. And I was like, hey, man, I was like, can you tell me? I was like, I got to know. Is Kurt Russell cool? And he's like, <laughs> I was like, because he was not cool. That will like hurt me inside to find out Kurt Russell's a jerk, you know? And he's like, no, he goes, he goes, you know, yeah. He goes, you know, maybe politics aside, we don't agree on the same politics or whatever. He goes, but as a person, one of the coolest guys I've ever met. And he goes, you know, I'm like, oh, good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want, there, there's like, there's literally like three people that if I found out they were jerks, it would hurt me like deep inside as a person. And he was one of them. And, um, and the other would be Mark Hamill, but Mark Hamill seems to be cool. Cause he, you know, he does all this really, you know, goes and visits sick kids and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's like, man, just, just don't be, don't be an asshole. Don't be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the worst part about it is I've noticed this, um, it seems like the bigger they are a jerk, sometimes the more people want to meet them and will pay more to meet them, it feels like. It's like, why? You know? <laughs> hmm. But um, think about that one. That, that, you might have a point there. But then you have more experience than I do actually meeting people. So, um, that, that, that's pretty interesting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be thinking about that now. <laughs> and and, and here, here's another thing. I've also noticed that usually the villains tend to be nice people. The people yes. that are the heroes yeah. tend to be jerks. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and, 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 but, but relatively, I wouldn't say recently, but I, I've met some of the ones that played heroes that were really, really nice. And uh, surprisingly enough, one of the nicest people I've met recently. Did you watch Gotham? 
Yes. I, I watched the first season and part of the second season. The kid that played Bruce Wayne. Okay, yeah. We were at a comic book convention in Cincinnati. And uh, my buddy sitting there, he, he, he wanted to meet John Berriman from uh, Doctor Who and Arrow. He, he wanted to meet him really bad. I'm like, okay. We got there. We, we, we walked in. The, the, the convention had only been open for like a half hour. We get to his, to his area and they're all like, oh, line's cut off for today. And we're like, it's not even 11 o'clock. It only opened at 10. Well, you tell me that the autograph line's already cut off. And um, they're like, well, he's going to be taking pictures and then he might come back later. And I'm like, so we're supposed to stand in line all day and hope that he comes back? And this is the whole reason my buddy went. And his whole corral is right there. And the kid that plays Bruce Wayne is right here. And uh, we're standing there and he's all kind of got, he's down. He's like, man, he's man, that's the whole reason I came here. And I was like, well, it is. And I was like, you wanted to meet the, the guy who played uh, um, um, Professor Zoom uh, over, over, yeah, um, I can't remember. It's like Teddy something. Why am I drawing a blank on that? I don't remember the name yeah. And I was like, well, he's right there. I was like, why don't you, because he doesn't have, he didn't have a big line or nothing. I was like, just go, you know, see if he's, and pretty soon we're sitting there talking and the, the guy goes, hey, he goes, um, the kid's like, hey, he goes, you know, hey, you know, uh, Batman, you know, like, just like, kind of like, excuse me, he's like, I was like, yeah, I was like, you know, I was like, you know, we started talking just like while we were standing there and he's like, yeah, he goes, he goes, man, I'm like, I'm not going to lie to you. It's kind of nice talking to adults. He goes, all I've been doing is talking to kids all day. And I'm like, because this kid's, I don't know, maybe, I think he's like, he was like 17 at the time. And I was like, yeah, I was like, you know, my wife had watched him on the show with, that he did before that, which he did as an autistic kid, um, with, well, with a kid with autism on uh, a show with like Kiefer Sutherland. And my wife started watching it. I was like, man, my wife loved you on that show. I was like, you do a great job. It's my son has autism. I was like, it kind of, you can see you. I was like, did you know somebody? Did you study? And we just kept talking and talking and talking and talking. And he's just like, thank you guys for the conversation. And we're like, thank you for talking to us. You know, he didn't have, but his kid took wow. time out just to hang out and talk to two guys that were standing there upset because one guy didn't mean to get some and um, I, I hope, you know, I hope that kid stayed that way. I mean, because I don't know if he's done much since Gotham ended, but I hope he kind of stayed, you know, kind of just that person, I guess. You know, because some of the guys get big heads. They get a little get a little bit of attention and suddenly they're, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I have a feeling he's, he's probably still – grounded yeah it's nice meeting the grounded people uh some of them not so much <laughs> yeah so now the only thing i've done where i appeared as psychopsychotic myself is um and only because nobody would know who i was <laughs> was i had the most of the cast um on halloween uh, at a public library, we, we, we put up a booth um, where kids were going to go uh, march all over the different departments and trick-or-treat. And so I 
so we set up a, a booth and we're passing out candies and and they didn't know who we were, which was really it was fine with me. <laughs> um, and it and, and uh, probably because it was such uh, it was so stress free and uh, it, you know it, it was for a good cause and um, for the kids in the neighborhood and. Um, that I enjoy doing that, but uh, I don't know. Uh, I've never really had an interest to do uh, conventions uh, and meet people. It just seems like a lot of work. And to think that I would be probably doing it, most of it myself, um, to set up and, <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, maybe if it was for a good cause, if there was a charity involved, um, I might do that, I don't know. Uh, I got I got asked to do a convention recently and uh, I was like I I have nothing I have no merch to sell I have I was like I guess I could come and like host a panel or something like that but or maybe even do this there but I was like I, I don't know what I would I don't I, I wouldn't be able to make any money while I'm <laughs> and it's not cheap to drive any distance anymore so and, I, and you're, you're really close, too, compared to me. Yeah. And, and the worst part about it is the one I got invited to wasn't even close to here. So, <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, if I could talk, if I could con some of my friends in that, that do the local ones, I'd be like, hey, I could, uh, I could be a, show up and, and uh, talk to some uh, comic book guys and stuff like that for you. And now, I could probably do one, but literally i i I'd also don't want to tie up that amount of time this that's usually three days on some of the big conventions it's friday saturday sunday and usually i got one day where i can do something and that's uh usually sunday so i go in do my convention get in get my stuff i want to buy and get out <laughs> i'm a man on a mission so, <laughs> i hear that i'm gonna shift a little bit just to get comfortable here <laughs> That's what that's what I had to do recently. My, my <laughs> chair that I the the chair that I normally sit in is literally like a broken kitchen chair that I just find comfortable to type on, but wow. it's hard wood. So I'm like, man, I need a cushion. And I had a cushion that didn't work, and I looked around. And I'm like, all right. So what I did was I grabbed a uh, Star Wars blanket. Oh, <laughs> uh, there you go. Yeah, that's an original. That's from nineteen like seventy. I remember that blanket. <laughs> yeah. Somebody goes, well, "Where do you keep it?" Because I told him, "I was like, man, I still got like my my blankets from when I was a kid." And they're like, "Really?" I was like, "What do you use them?" Like, I don't know. When I'm crashing out on the couch, I'll throw it over me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was like, it's all worn out and. It did have like that silk trim at the top. That's long gone, and but I still have it. <laughs> I got another one somewhere. It's got, but it's got a hole in it. it needs sewed. I think it's the Empire Strikes Back one. But <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a avid collector. As if you probably couldn't tell with the stuff back here and the comic boxes and the. But I used to collect them when I was a kid. All the the Star Wars. I think out of all my friends, I have the largest collection. And I did have the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> I, I, I did not have the Millennium Falcon as a kid. I got it much <laughs> later in life. Um, 
there's a couple things that I always wanted as a kid that now as an adult, I own them because I wanted them and the adult Paul now can afford them. <laughs> I, I have I have three Star Wars AT-ATs over there and that is the original wow. 80s one, the remake in the 90s and the big one from the 2000s. Wow. I had a friend that had the AT-AT and I had the Millennium Falcon, so we were able to <laughs> uh, play out that scene. But the only reason I got the Millennium Falcon was because my mom was dating somebody and uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to work this. And I'm, you know, I'm a little kid. I'm like, like, so he takes me to a toy store. and like, what do you want? I'm like, the Millennium Falcon. 50 bucks! And it doesn't come with action <laughs> It's like, well, that's what I want. We can always go home, like you know. <laughs> so I, I was kind of a, a manipulator, and uh, he ended up uh, buying me the Millennium Falcon and complaining about that for quite a while. <laughs> I, I I didn't do it like that. Um, I did it because my parents got divorced, <laughs> and I did that. Oh wow, your own parents. <laughs> The year laser tag came out, my parents couldn't afford laser tag, neither one of them. But I got that offshoot laser tag, like Photon or something like that. Oh, <laughs> but I got it. Um, yeah. It's... <laughs> now my kids are like, Dad, I want that. All right. <laughs> yeah, but we know all the tricks now, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, the worst part about it is, is that I only have one son. My, my, my youngest son is getting ready to turn 12. Uh, my oldest son is 30, 30, 25, and 22. And I still buy my kids toys. <laughs> Except for the 30-year-old. The 30-year-old doesn't, he doesn't really collect much of anything. Um, but my, uh, my, my 22-year-old son works at my shop. So, like, I... Anytime I find toys, I'm like, hey, I got you Scareglow Skeletor or Scareglow from, from He-Man. Sweet. So he's got. <laughs> well, he, we were at a convention once and he we're set up as the guy had the uh, um, the Mandalorian figure, like the really high end Japanese imported one. And the little baby, what well, was the child then before it was Grogu, but uh, it had that. And he's like man, I really want that. So he's like, I mean, I was like, well, how bad do you want that? And he's like, I don't know. I'm getting ready to call. He's getting ready to call his older brother to loan him the money. And I just looked at him. I was like, I had, I'd been having a good day. The show was doing really well. I was making money. And I was like, hey, I was like, um, run, run up there and see if that guy's got, I don't know what book I was looking for. And he goes, okay. And while I'm sitting there, I looked at the guy next to me. I was like, how much for the two of those? And he goes, uh, 150. I was like, I'll give you 125. And he goes, okay. And I put him in a box and I put him behind the counter. And we were sitting there pretty soon. He comes up to me and goes, oh, man, somebody bought those. <laughs> and I'm like, really? I was like, go open that box that I got sitting right there. And he opens it up. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, what? I'm like, what? Are you going to say anything? He's like, you bought them for me. And I was like, well, you've been helping out all day. I was like, don't get me wrong. I was like, that's what you got paid for today for helping me. Because <laughs> normally I'd, I'd give him like, i give him like 50 bucks to come help me at a show. And uh, I was like, dude, that's 
years. I was like, I ain't paying you for the show today. <laughs> 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 oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm like, all right. Um, the other day he was bugging me because uh, we were on Mondo's site and uh, they offered this. The Godzilla versus De wait, 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 wait. there we go. The Godzilla versus Destroy Us soundtrack, and oh, uh, I was like, it was two different versions. So it had uh, uh, like an atomic fire blue and another color one, and I was like, it was limit one per customer. I was like, oh, I'll get one of each color, one for me, one for him, and um, I ordered it, and it's like, you got your one. I'm like, oh, I can't order two. So literally I had to call my buddy up who had an account with Mondo, tell him to order one for me so that I can get him a copy of it. And now he's got a copy and I have a copy. So <laughs> go through a lot of effort for my kid. So yes, you do. <laughs> what, what, what is this website? Mondo? What? Yeah, Mondo. They do prints and uh, um, vinyl and uh, some comic books. Uh, let's see. I got that one. Um, my buddy got me that one for Christmas. That's the Return of Godzilla or Godzilla 1985. Yeah. Uh, I have the Halloween and ha Halloween and Halloween Kills soundtrack. Uh, but uh, I think that might be all I have for Mondo, right? Uh, I've got no. Uh, they do some synthwave stuff too, but I order vinyl and most of my vinyl albums are either synthwave or movie soundtracks. So <laughs> mm. as I call it, it's editing music. I just turn it on and and uh, listen and listen. So uh, all right. Let's see. We we got where you can where 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 your character came from. Uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. So how much of your character is actually you? <laughs> uh, um, he's he's a really exaggeration of me. There's a little bit of me in there, but um, he's really exaggerated. I mean, he's a nasty character. He's, uh, um, I'm probably a lot more polite. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, he's a ghoul. He eats people. Um, <laughs> I, I haven't gone there yet. Um, uh, the the thing about playing this character, I have to say, is uh, where I would never do some of the things Sicko would do. But because because I play Sicko, I feel I don't think about it. I, I'm more just liberated. Like I'm just. Sicko, it's not me doing it. So I I, uh, I find myself doing some things that I, I never do as myself. So it's quite liberating and therapeutic playing a psychotic ghoul. <laughs> it, it, it's funny with, with that one. It's um, there's always that little bit of yourself that is in there. Um, and it's it's it goes back to a, a wrestling buddy of mine, and I've I've talked this with other hosts. Is like, is your character you, but cranked all the way up to eleven? And everybody's like, yeah, yep, yep, <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> yeah. 
Although, although I've uh, one host I met, I think is his character turned down is his character turned up is him normally. Wow. He, uh, who is this? Um, uh, Carlos Borloff. He we did an interview and he's going a hundred mile an hour through the entire. I think I I think I might have said ten things through the entire episode, but you you literally when you when you when I did my interview I hung on, and he was gone, and I, yeah he was going through yeah. like his warehouse and showing everything he had all the people he had met his awards. I watched that video. Yeah, I watched that. Uh, that house is amazing. Um. So you think he actually turns it down when he plays? <laughs> he really? I watched his show. I mean, his show. He's not that. Uh, he's not that. Like, uh, I'm like. I mean, he he seems like a really cool guy. I'd love to like like meet him, meet him. Um, but yeah, he's he's a person on and off character. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's either he either is just that way, a hundred mile an hour every moment of every day. Or, like I said, his character on the show is just kind of a turned down version of himself because he's, you know, the monster, he's got the heavy metal guy with all the makeup and stuff like that. And so he's got to be like a little slower, but he, he also tries to play it towards kids too. Yeah. I've seen, yeah. Oh, sometimes. <laughs> I've also seen some other uh, episodes. <laughs> yeah. and, and you're just like, whew. And, and it's funny because I, I talked to Sally and Sally had worked with him before. And Sally's like, yeah, you just hang on. You just, you're, she goes, he's just, you just, you just, he will, he will, he will go. And it's, I'm like, yeah. I was like, literally I started the conversation. Then I just hang on for dear life as he just continued to go. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Yeah, all right. Sweet. <laughs> it's like, but, um, it's fun because with with um, horror hosts, and I, I I know this is bad, but wrestlers, I, I've interviewed both, and you guys are so close to way you guys do things. Because you know, I I always joke around. You have your 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 uh, work, which is your work, and your shoot. Your shoot is your normal everyday life. Your work is your character that you create. That is, you know who you are in you know like for wrestlers it's in the ring for horror hosts it's on stage or you know behind the camera or in front of the camera not behind the camera and um it's just weird that i've i've been able to like and then i find out a lot of them liked wrestling at one point and i'm like oh, okay that explains a little bit yeah um <clears throat> it was hard not to if you grew up in the 80s oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh you're right a lot of horror hosts actually have um were wrestlers themselves. Um, connection with wrestling um, before they became horror hosts. So, yeah. Yep. So um, I, I did. I just watched it. That, that was. It. <laughs> I, I watched it as a kid. I still watch it to. I watch a little bit of it today, um, but I end up becoming friends with a lot of wrestlers as I've gotten older, and. Uh, I had one friend who used to always try to call me. He's like, oh, you, need to, you need to be a wrestler. I'm like, no, <laughs> man, I got a job. I got to go to work every day. I was like, I can't break an ankle <laughs> in a wrestling match and then have to be like, 
ah, I gotta go to work and I can't work because I was playing wrestler all weekend. He's like, no, 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 no. He goes, no, it doesn't happen. I'm like, dude, I've been there and watched people break their ankle live while we were. And he's like, it's not fun. Oh, really? Go lay down. She she decided she about she about ready to go outside. Um, last question, I guess. Um, where can people find you, like on the net, on your channel, well, your stuff like that? I have a blog, a sickle psychotic blog. So, um, I try to keep it updated, but <clears throat> not it doesn't always happen. But yeah, you can find information about the show on there. Um, it it um it airs on the monster channel so keep your eyes out for that um i'm on youtube at clips you know um i'm on facebook i'm on instagram too but i never go on there so facebook is probably a good bet to, to find out the latest thing the most updated information well, I do appreciate you coming on here, sir. I do. I think we had a good time. And uh, even though we, we got way off track, I, I, I needed my wife. <laughs> my wife was one, She when we did our old podcast, she'd always be like, and you're way off topic. So go back, circle back her, circle back. And now I don't have her sitting over here because I filmed this late. She's, a, she's in bed because she's got to get up and go to work early in the morning. And I don't. <laughs> and uh so now i don't have that little voice over here telling me that circle back around get back on topic get on back <laughs> all right well i appreciate it um i will put some your, uh, yep um i'll put some of your information here at the end and all that fun stuff and uh maybe sometime we can have you back on again or you know work to do something together or maybe we can have yeah. a uh have you pop up on my show or something <laughs> record a little bit what are you kids doing why are you watching cartoon yeah <laughs> take care sir have a good night have a good one you do like to thank Jim for showing up and being on the podcast tonight. Uh, had a fun time. Way off topic a lot of the time, but what do you expect out of me? All right. As always, Group Therapy TV is brought to you by Are You Game, the best comic book collectible, uh, magic, toy, um, DVD shop located at 124 North Sunset Drive, Pickle, Ohio, 45356. You can find us at Game on facebook um along with you can find group therapy tv saturday morning serials on facebook too uh you can see me every saturday friday saturday and monday uh at 8 p.m on sci fridays saturday morning for sci or saturday morning serials and group therapy tv every monday at 12 noon he's all at eastern standard time uh so as always i want you all to have a good day Take care. I'll see you there. And good day, good night, and a good morrow. Later.